Nowadays, introducing the original Blood Clad Podcast, not BS. Told in semantic. Special dedication, all the way from New York. Boom! Yeah, man, SWOT semantic. Yeah, man, oh. Boom! Sued in semantic. Yeah, man, Big up to the man, yeah. Sued in semantic. It is time, ladies and gentlemen. Have you guys have you been looking for luxury watches for quite some time or have contemplated doing so, but you don't really know who you can trust and where the best prices are? Look no further. Time for Luxury has got your back. Make sure to check out the site. Some of the watches they sell include Patek Philippe, Rolex, AP, Cartier, Hublot, Richard Mill, and many others as well. Make sure to check them out. You will be very, very glad you did. Welcome to another episode of Soothing Semantics. I am your host, Rafi Pinsky. Make sure to subscribe, like, share. Check out my Instagram uh, page at Rafi the Realtor. Make sure to check out the real Joe McCarthy on his page. I'm going to drop all of the links uh, so they can check it out. Uh, Make sure to leave comments, guys. And without further ado, I welcome Joe McCarthy on the show. Nice to have you, brother. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Appreciate it. Absolutely. So Joe McCarthy is uh, a top partner at GWU Agency. Okay. Mm-hmm. His number one digital marketing agency. Definitely want to hear more about that. Uh, you're on your page. It says from farm boy to scaling 2000 mm-hmm. plus brands on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you do branding and Instagram, uh, Instagram growth. Uh, essentially, you help build people's pages, get them recognized, get them known. I definitely would like to really spend a lot of time on this episode talking about that because I am a newer podcaster. I'm a newer realtor. So I'm really looking to grow, get my name out there, um, because I know at the end of the day, we live in a world where, you know, the more hands you shake, the more money you make. Exactly. 100%. Right? Yeah, well, I appreciate you having me on. Um, do you want to ask a couple of questions? Do you want me to just get into like the story? Because um, yeah, I definitely, guess definitely get into the story. Tell tell us how you started off as a farm boy. You, you can talk <laughs> about the, uh, the the ponies, the horses, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. So basically, grew up on a farm, Virginia. Um, so it was like a couple of years back. I think it was like 2017 when I finally left it. But I had you know chickens, eggs, stuff like that since I was like six years old. So I was raising like all these animals trying to like sell these products. So essentially like after two years of farming, I decided that I wanted to like make it a business, right? Cause at first it was just like a hobby for like the family just to have like some extra, like, you know, uh, meat and eggs in the freezer and stuff like that. But then I was like, I could probably sell this and kind of like make a few bucks, right? Cause I was like seven, eight years old. And so I decided that what I was gonna do is take, you know, the eggs that we were getting and start to basically, you know, try to sell them. And so I was doing all these Uh, different like techniques like these old school like putting up road signs and knocking on doors stuff and nothing seemed to be working like I might have gotten like a couple sales but like I ended up having a ton of products like you know beef chicken eggs um, even some like uh, pork and stuff like that and like it didn't like sell right so like I had all this product it didn't sell so around that time I came across Facebook and Instagram and so what I did is I started two pages for my farm on Facebook and Instagram grew it to like two or 3000 followers each within a couple months. And I saw a lot of other farmers doing that too. And they were like making a ton of money 
just selling their stuff on social media. And so I decided to kind of get in that myself. And within like a few months, it sold out. So it was pretty quick. And I realized at that time, like, you know, I could do a lot more with this social media thing that what I'm doing with just this farming. So, you know, fast forward like four or five years, I was in school, I was just trying to like, uh, make some money like on the side, because I didn't really have like a job with a boss. So I almost like didn't really want that. Because even with farming, you know, I was kind of like my own boss, I had to run my own operation, sell my own products, be the marketer as well, just try to, you know, market on social media. So I ended up kind of uh, becoming my own boss early on, like at like eight, nine years old. And so when I finally went to school, I just started kind of doing these little things like selling candy, I made like 900 bucks selling airheads. Um, nice. with, like, my classmates in like eighth grade. And so at that time, I was like, well, making money is not like super duper hard, like you just got to like put in the work and kind of be smart with it. And so, you know, from like farm boy to now scaling up my social media empire definitely helped me early on just because like I kind of got introduced to like social media, selling online, marketing, stuff like that, um, which has helped me create my business, uh, grow this agency and gem media also. Um, is the other side of my business. And now I'm able to help, you know, thousands of people build their brands, get out to more people, create lead content, just the whole nine yards. That's fantastic. And have you, have you helped build podcast pages? Yeah, hundred percent. Actually, those are probably like my number one type of uh, pages. I think that's how we got connected as I reached out to you, but mm-hmm. like, that's the thing about podcasts, right? You read, you know, real quick, just yeah. hold the thought. You reached out to me personally. It wasn't like one of your managers or anything. No. So what what was that? How come you do that? You do that a lot. You just read out, reach out to Yeah, me. yeah. So that's actually one of my, my marketing tactics. I think we might even dive a little bit deeper on like marketing tools to kind of build your pages, but I'll reach out to 40, 50 people a day. And I think you just happen to be like my ideal um, you know, market because I help a lot of people with podcasts, with knowledge, with services and products, just helping mm-hmm. get out more people. I need to work on TikTok and Instagram reels because I didn't really utilize Instagram until I started as a realtor about a year and four months ago. And then with the podcast, I know I need to do that. So I think my content's awesome. I really do. I'm very confident about it. I just need it to get in front of enough people. I need the algorithms to kind of intertwine. Once once enough people see some of the stuff, the content I've made, because again, man, I I really love my content and I'm very confident other people. Thank God I've gotten good feedback, but it's still on the smaller side. Um, So I have a lot of different strategies. I hope to get on some big podcasts Mm -hmm. so I can, you know, their fans will come to me. But uh, in terms of growing and, and you had a thought before, so I don't want you to lose your thought, but I really want to pick your brain on, and hopefully we can, we can do business together. Uh, but in terms of just you being able to build the algorithm, YouTube shorts, uh, reels and Instagram, uh, TikTok shorts, things of that nature. I just want to know how to really leverage them to really get my name out there. And that's really, yeah. Yeah. really important. That's a great question. Well, I think there's a couple of different things you could do. Like one is invest, right? Invest into growth, invest into your engagement, stuff like that. Every big entrepreneur, even people like Grant Cardone, Tony Robbins, Ed Milet, they're all investing heavily into branding, into the growth campaigns, ads, the whole nine yards. So if you want to kind of scale up, it's almost like this pay to play type thing. Number Mm -hmm. two is just collaborating with other people, right? There's so many big people out there who are willing to either get on your podcast or like you will get on theirs. And you can kind of almost share audiences, right? To where it's like intermingled, where you can get your stuff out to, let's say another 10, 15, 20,000 people. And then they're also getting something out of it. So I would say start collaborating because I think collabs are huge, you know, both mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. Instagram, YouTube, whatever it is, 
because I think that's how you're going to be able to get out there on this you know world of social media where it's almost impossible to grow just completely organically without using tactics because there's so many people on there your content's constantly getting drowned out so the only way you can really do it is either invest into your brand heavily like all the big guys are doing or collaborate with the big guys and get on their stuff okay and i because i did some google ads and it boosted some of my episodes I spoke to a guy that also has a YouTube channel. He doesn't do a podcast, but he said what he understands from Google ads is that they can work, but it might hurt your, your watch time. Meaning for some reason, and you, you, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, People, yeah. you know, you can, you can get 10,000 new views on the video if you pay for the Google ads, but they'll watch your video to they'll watch 2% of your video versus yeah, 10%. Yeah. And that's what I'm nervous about. So I would love to do Google ads and just push all the views up, but if it hurts the, the, the viewership time, and I also heard, I heard that with Google ads, you don't receive, they're not counted or something as, as watch hours, maybe. Is that true? I don't know about that. I know that like, if you were to scale up, it's kind of iffy with YouTube. Cause like they can almost like almost shadow ban you. Like I'm sure you've heard of that on Instagram, right? Dude, I've been, yeah. dude, I've had, I've had a few videos where I knew <laughs> for a fact I had a certain amount of views. And then a yep. couple of hours later, I see that I have 50 less views and I'm like, what the fuck? Exactly. Like this isn't, these aren't fake views. I'm not paying, like, I'm not paying for fake views or anything. Yeah. And they just, they just took the views down. I was like, what are you, what's going on here? Yeah. And sometimes it's hard to understand. Like they'll do it for like no reason. It's really hard to understand. the outcome. There's some asshole. There's some asshole behind the <laughs> desk over there. And he's like, I don't like what this guy's talking about. <laughs> or he, see, he, he feels I'm going to get big one day and he's salty. He just like screws my views. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know it can be annoying. That's for sure. Yeah. So, so what was, what was, uh, I hope you remember what your thought was. Yeah, I was just saying, like, I think one of the main reasons I reached out to you is just because you seem like the type of guy who has tons of value, tons of good, you know, content and stuff that you want to get out to people. It's just you're not necessarily able to reach, you know, the masses or like millions of people yet. And so that's why someone like me would come in and help you with like the branding with the not necessarily the content creation, because I think you're spot on with that, but just getting out more people, more engagement, more likes, mm -hmm. more comments, views, and even more followers, because if you think about it, if you're trying to get big guys on your podcast, it definitely helps to have a good extra 15, 20,000 real followers on your page. Oh, right? dude, it's so important. I've had a couple of people already that I know I could have gotten on. If I meet them in person, it's much easier. Yeah. yeah. Cause I really sell them. I meet them in person. I look them in the eyes. I shake their hand. You know, I, I, I make a good presentation and exactly. a lot of them, if it's in person, I can do it. Once it's in an Instagram DM, most of the people I've requested to come on have agreed. But mm -hmm. some of them, it just depends on their personality. If they feel they're very important, if they're kind of a big deal. They're like, oh, well, uh, their assistant, <laughs> they usually have an assistant and the assistant goes, um, oh, uh, so-and-so doesn't really have the time right now, AKA your channel's too small, exactly. right? Yeah. So they don't say it outright, but I know what it really means. So I don't look at that as a deterrent necessarily. I just say, okay, I'll, I'll touch base with them ever so often. And once I'm big enough, they'll, they'll agree. Exactly. Uh, but, oh, 100%, the size of your channel is makes a huge difference yeah like you said it's that first impression like people are going to instantly judge you right off the bat and just having sure. extra credibility on your page you know extra people looking at it it makes them trust you more and it makes them want to collaborate or work with you for sure without it and also if i have a larger fan base it's going to do more for them right mm -hmm. exactly you know yeah. what I mean? okay so um, what does your company, how does your company grow? And I'm not trying to ask you to give all the secret sauce away, yeah. but what you are willing to share, what do you feel your company really brings to the table that maybe other marketing or other, you know, content growth companies don't do? Yeah, hundred percent. It's a good question. So basically like what we do, um, at our company is we help you get 
a real quality like us-based following so like there's a lot of guys in the us they want to get followers but other companies will get them people from like you know around the states or like internationally and it, it helps a little bit like it does build up your credibility but at the end of the day they're not going to engage with your stuff they're not going to buy your services or products so we want to basically get you more of like a us-based specific market and the way that we do that is we'll partner up with bigger influencers so these are guys with five six seven million followers on instagram and then they'll basically just give our clients like a promotion or a shout out. So that's why early on in the podcast, I said collaborating with people is super in, uh, important. And we're almost like the middleman to do that for you. Because obviously if there's a page that has, you know, five, 600 uh, followers, it's going to be a lot harder for them to partner up with someone that has 5 million followers. So we oh, kind of do that for you where we'll just pay this influencer, you know, a chunk of money to basically give our client a shout out and our client would just pay us so that they can get the additional exposure, you know, credibility, followers, engagement, whatever it is. So that's kind of like what we're doing is we're just helping get your stuff out there. And then in addition to that, we also help with engagement, you know, which is like the likes and the views and the comments. Mm -hmm. So we have a group of people, you know, kind of just, it's kind of like a big engagement group. So you can just pop your posts in there. We have over a thousand people in there right now. And the cool thing is, is these are guys like you and I. So like you can engage with each other's content, make connections, so I think that's what kind of stands us out from a lot of the competition is we help you kind of with that all around credibility, not just with the followers, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's very, that's very good. I like the whole, the whole idea of, of connecting with influencers. You're kind of the middle, the uh, middle party, mm -hmm. the bridge. No, that's very important. Well, I mean, all I need is Drake to share one of my, one of my little <laughs> clips. It's all I need. He has like a hundred million followers. I'll take it on a podcast. But what's crazy, you know, you know, man, what's crazy about being consistent with content in this day and age is that all it takes is one video, yeah, one clip, exactly. it blows up and your life has changed, but there's no telling whether that'll happen in the first couple of months or in eight years. And that's the reality of it. That's the yeah. fucking reality of it. There's, exactly. you have Gary V who took forever to get big, but now he's humongous. Mm -hmm. And then you have these random TikTok girls who blow up in two months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's just, but it, it, the, the one trick pony to it is being consistent. I mean, obviously there are a lot of other factors, tweaking things, learning, you know, being, being coachable, learning what works and what doesn't, you know, being very self-aware, uh, having best equipment, the best lighting, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of factors because podcasting isn't what it was when Joe Rogan started, when he had no competition. Now it's saturated and you have a ton of people doing it. What I do notice though, is that very few podcasters overall, if we're talking the millions of people with podcasts, very few of them have video. Most mm -hmm. of them are audio and very, very few of them are consistent. Meaning even if they have a lot of episodes, they tend to miss a lot. They're not consistent. They don't put it out every week. And most of them quit after yep. three to five yep. episodes. So I already have 70. I started in August 24th of 2020, never missed a week since I started. So it's definitely, I definitely want to get bigger. It's mm -hmm. uh at times a little frustrating because I'm not at a thousand subscribers yet. And uh, like I say, again, man, I think I have great content. It's just, I have to be able to yeah. push it out enough. I'm yeah. just wondering why YouTube hasn't pushed it more. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I really, I just, you can call me, you can call me cocky, man, but I just, I think <laughs> my channel is a lot more valuable. Yeah. So, I mean, um, you could have the best product in the world though. And like, if nobody knows about it, it doesn't matter. But like you said, right. since he is a huge key, I do think like at some point you're going to blow up one of the mm -hmm. podcasts you get, is probably going to get like, you know, a hundred thousand, 200,000 views. And then you're just going to slowly scale up from there. But again, like you said, everybody tends to like quit after, you know, their 40th episode, cause it's not going viral. 
But I think since you're being more consistent and you're actually like posting on a consistent basis, people almost expect you to post on, you know, X, Y, Z date. So they almost kind of expect it and that's going to slowly grow. So have you grown like consistently or is it kind of just stagnant? Oh, it's definitely growing. It's continuing to grow, but it's slow. It's slow growth. Yeah. I get a few, sometimes I'll get like, you know, there were periods where I got a lot of subscribers mm -hmm. and now it's like a couple of subscribers every week. It's very minimal. Uh, but I get, I tend to get on some of my videos, they grow, they're growing at a decent pace, especially I have one video about a, a hitman where this guy's wife hired a hitman to kill him. Crazy story. It was on, have you heard of vice? They do documentaries. Yeah. 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 So vice did a documentary on this guy. I got over 10 million views, almost at 11 million. I DM to my Instagram. He agreed to come on virtually and the video has almost 16,000 views. Um, and it's growing quite well. It's growing. I, I get like a hundred views a day. Obviously it's nothing crazy, mm -hmm. but it's definitely the fastest growing episode. I just need a couple of those that are yeah. constantly growing. So this way, once people go to that video, it'll sprinkle those, it'll sprinkle out to the other ones. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, I mean, I'm, I'm learning so much as I go, but what I really need to figure out is how to break through the algorithm because it's not it's fighting me you know what i mean like yes it's, exactly yeah. I, again man i just i know my content's good i i get such good feedback from people i just need to yeah that's why we're having this conversation yeah well like you said like if you're you know getting these super interesting people they've been on like tv and stuff like that and they tend to get like the 15 16 thousand views per video which kind of helps trickle down to other videos and gets it more views and uh, engagement stuff like that I think then the root of the cause would be to find those, you know, big guys to get on your podcast. Cause I think, did you have David Meltzer or am I? Yes, I did. Yeah. But it barely, yeah. but he, yeah, but he's a busy guy. I reached out to his marketing company to promote it on his pages. Yeah. He hasn't been so responsive about that. Could be one of those things where he's like, Hey man, I gave you my time. Don't expect me to, you know, <laughs> I gave you an inch. Don't, you know, I'm yeah, not going to yeah, give yeah. you a while. It could be, you know, we met in person at a hotel in Miami. Great guy. We talked this, that, you know, really like his content. It was a great episode. People yeah. liked it, but it, you know, it's got very few views. Um, hopefully it'll grow more over time. I'm, I'm surprised though the algorithm hasn't picked it up a little more. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm willing to accept maybe it wasn't, I don't know, like, again, man, I, I'm willing to accept when, when I think something isn't so good or I didn't do such a good job, but um, I really, like I said, I, once, once some of my episodes get in front of enough people, I think it'll really. 100%. Yeah. And I think just getting some of those big top, like, I think even like, like Ed Milet, Grant Cardone, if somehow you yeah, get Tony Robbins. Grant is actually like, that Grant is five minutes. Grant's office is five minutes from where I live. Yeah. I, I just have to get, I have to get him on, but I'm getting some people. What I do is if I have a big, if I have a big fish mm -hmm. and I have trouble getting to them, I get people in their immediate circle. Mm -hmm. So this way my face gets in front of them and I know they're seeing me. So if I have uh you know, Bill Johnson, he's a big guy. Mm -hmm. I get five of his friends. They post it on their Instagram. They post it on their story. He's going to see my face at some point. Yeah. He might not know who I am, but he's going to see me at some point. And then at that point, once I've gotten all of his buddies, I go for the, I go for the, uh, for the kill. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. 100%. And yeah. it's worked out for me. It's worked out for me. I did that with Dave Meltzer. I got a couple of his buddies on and I got him. I'm trying to get, you ever heard of Brad Lee? Yep. hundred percent. Awesome. So Bradley responds to my DMs. We have conversations, but he's very short. He's very abrupt. He's like, you know how he is. Yes. So <laughs> I'm he's not, he's not really giving me the time of day yet. Answers, yeah. also, I think it got to his, not that he gives two shits about me, quite frankly, but because he doesn't know me, but um, 
uh, he, I think he's just part of it's like, eh, I don't want to give this kid a chance. You know what I mean? Or I want him to work for a little more. It's just, yeah. you know, it's just how it is. So I've gotten a couple of his buddies already, but um, I'll get him at some point. Definitely. Yeah. And have you ever gotten on like other people's podcasts? Because if you were on Brad Lee's podcast, I think that would also help your channel. Oh, of course, he gets, but he, he has gets to want... like you all the time. Like even people who aren't necessarily. I know, but he mobile. hasn't. He hasn't. Yeah, listen, he hasn't asked me. It is what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I definitely have to do more podcasts. I haven't done any. I haven't done even one. So I have to do some. Yeah. It's definitely something I got to do. Um, but other than. Okay. So, I mean, I'm just trying to think, what are some other things you feel that, that can be done? I'm so close to a thousand, man. I, and I also, Oh, here's another question. Uh-huh. Do you feel like, I feel like it's a redundant question. Once you get to a certain number, it's so much easier to grow from there because mm-hmm. people see that other people. So, if, you know, you have a thousand versus right now I have 785. Mm-hmm. Once I get to a thousand, I feel like, okay, I'm already in the, in the, quadruple digits i already have that 1k i feel like people will take the channel more seriously once uh-huh. i get to ten thousand, it's just the more you grow the more you grow mm-hmm. that's what seems to be the case uh, yeah i think you're completely right and it's the same way with money like once you kind of like the first like 100k is super duper hard but after that it's like it just starts to become a system it's the exact same way with followers both on instagram facebook even like you know linkedin and youtube if you get to like I'd say like maybe 10K on Instagram, people just, it's a whole different like ballgame. People take you more seriously, they trust you. And then I think even like the algorithms, the way it works is like, if you get a certain number of like engagements on your content, Instagram's going to push it a little bit more and get it to more and more people like on the explore page. And then just organically, it's going to build upon itself. With YouTube, I think I'm not 100% sure like what the metrics is. I'm sure like at least getting a thousand followers, that's going to make you look a lot more credible, which is going to build upon itself. But I'd say like once you get to five, 10 K on YouTube, you just seem like a, a completely different type of page where you're on like another level, so to speak. 100% dude. I, I, you, anyone ha- that looks at a channel thinks that way. Yeah. Once you see the 10 K, I think one K is nice because, uh, yeah, it means statistically, even a thousand is, is yeah. more than most people have. But a thousand is a thousand. Like people look at a thousand like, okay, cool. Like it's nothing special. Once you get to the 10,000 mark, people start to pay attention. They're like, oh shit, that's 10,000 people following the channel. That's, that's not a small number of people. Yeah. You know, once you break above that, once you're at 50 to a hundred thousand, you're already just, that's it. It's over. Like if you stay consistent, if you stay consistent and and keep putting money into marketing and keep improving the, the show, you even get a studio, whatever. Um, I mean, the sky's the limit at that point. Yeah, yeah. And I think so another that's really... thing with, like the YouTube is it's really hard to grow like organically like you've seen firsthand. So that's why I recommend people start out like on social media, especially with Instagram. There's a billion users on it every single month. So if you can just mm-hmm. capture like less than 1% of that, you're going to drive a ton of traffic to your page. And I know that you have, you know, your link of the YouTube channel in your bio, right? So that's almost like a direct source to go to your YouTube. So you're almost killing two birds with one stone where if you grow to you know, 50,000, 100,000 on Instagram, one, you're taking a lot more seriously because people trust you. But the number two, you just have a ton of extra eyeballs on your content and on your, you know, page on Instagram, right? So what you can do is take that audience that you've built. Like if you look at like Ricky Caruth, for instance, like he has tons and tons of followers. You saw I had him on, right? Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Mm -hmm. And like he can drive that traffic to his YouTube channel because it's super hard to do it like organically on YouTube. But if you can get the traffic from Instagram, and just kind of flow them to YouTube or some other streams, then that's going to almost kill the birds with one stone, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, 
I have to be honest, this isn't really so new. I've been thinking this, but I, I like how you're wording it. I like how you're putting it into perspective. For me, it's also, I'm not a big social media guy. Yeah. I'm just not. I'm not the kind of guy to to go to Arizona, take a picture on a mountain and have some whole like deep quote. It's it's not it's not because I'm camera shy. Not in the slightest. I do a podcast. Yeah. yeah. Rather, I enjoy having conversation more than just posting about my life. I don't really give a shit if people don't know about they do or don't know about my life. I just yeah. live my life. But I I do want to use social media to build my business. That's just yeah. what it is. Yeah. The podcast quick, is different. The other thing though, like with your YouTube stuff, like you look at guys like Grant Cardone, Gary Vee, even Bradley, you know, I'd say like 85% of their content is from their podcast or from a YouTube channel. They'll drive small clips of like a very good point. Stuff, they don't really so like, put their say, life. Say, yeah, let's say you have a conversation with a guy. And you find this super impactful, like 15 second, like reel of him. You can take that clip, cut it. You could do it or have a team do it. I have a team basically helping um, my guys. And they'll basically take that clip of like this super impactful, you know, 20, 30 second part of the podcast, put that into their Instagram. So it doesn't necessarily have to be like your personal brand or like you going to like a party or something like you can take like part of that, put it on Instagram because it's way easier to build. So on my, I did this. That. I did this. My editor did this, but it's, I have to get back to it. So if you go to my YouTube channel, you'll see that I made clips and shorts. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to get back to it, but I mean, it also comes down to cost. Like it's not yeah. a huge deal, but he does charge me for each one. And it's like, yeah, listen, it is what it is. You got to pay for it. Yeah. Um, he already, he already charges me for all my episodes, but that's a non-negotiable. So I do have to make them. I'm trying to see if I can even just spend time doing some of them myself. Yeah. Where I can kind of just, uh, if I'm watching the video on my phone, I can, I can do like a screen video. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know if it's going to come out so well though. I have to kind of see what it looks like mm-hmm. because I know he sometimes messes with the angles and whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, man. I, I have to utilize especially uh, TikTok, man. Oh, that's that's huge too. There's so little so people important. on there right now. It's so like it's crazy. Like you can grow to like millions, you know, within a few days because there's like. It's like, it's like Instagram when it was new in like 2015. Mm-hmm. So. I just interviewed the, the newest episode I did. I just interviewed this couple from North Carolina, the wife, they're very young. They're in their twenties. Mm-hmm. The wife put a couple of videos up that got a couple of million views. One of them has 40 million views. Her channel just blew up, dude. Like she got like an extra 500,000. It's insane. And now she just, I mean, it's so crazy, dude. Yeah. And she's making good money. Like she's, she's making a living off of it. Mm. It's wild. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's you so said, crazy. one video, like one video to blow up and then your whole channel changes. So you think just with TikTok and Instagram, I can take reels, meaning take some clips that are good, some juicy clips from each yeah. episode, put them into TikTok and Instagram and every week just upload a couple of them. So the, the algorithm keeps getting my stuff and they keep putting it out. Yeah, that's that's what I got to do. I really have yeah, to do that. I, I always tell people like success leaves clues. Like if you look at any big guy, Grant Cardone, Gary V, Bradley, look at what they're doing. Like they have podcasts and stuff like that. And what they're doing is they're taking clips and they're putting it into their Instagram content. So I would just mimic and kind of almost make it your own and then just mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm, do what, mm-hmm. you know, the successful people are doing, right? Cause like I said, success leaves clues. If you can take those snippets of your, you know, podcast, the videos is great too. Cause like I know guys, so they'll even do with the audio since they don't have video. They'll just take like a 
you know, video or like an audio thing. And video is so much more engaging. I, I, I really, I think even Brad was talking about this. I forgot who was, who was talking about this, but if you're doing an audio, audio only podcast, you're really missing it. Yeah. Really missing the boat because you're up against heavy competition and people don't get to see you. I mean, they don't get to see your mannerisms, your funny hand movements, your funny, you know, facial expressions, all that. I mean, you need, people need to be able to see you. It's, it's yeah. totally different. Yeah, even thing. Joe Rogan did video and he's like the number one. Yeah. Yeah. And I, so I, the, there's one topic that I really want to discuss with him. And I know it's crazy. People would think, you know, who are you to go on his show, but he's had mm-hmm. random people. Yeah. And I, I need somebody to connect me with him. Like if I was able to meet with him in person, I have a very confident feeling he, I would be able to come on his show because I, I want to talk about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. He had, have you heard of Ben Shapiro? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Okay. So Ben Shapiro knows a lot about it. They did an episode recently. At the end of the episode, they started going and dabbling into it a little bit. And he said, hey, Ben, I would love to do an episode just about this topic with someone on the other side, you know, with mm-hmm. someone who's pro-Palestinian or whatever. So I was in the army there and I know a lot about what's actually going on on the ground. Ben, ben is very, extremely knowledgeable, but it's more of a, Americans perspective. And it's, it's not to say that I, I agree with everything he says, but I, I have a different outlook mm-hmm. on it that I don't think I've never really heard people talk about before. And I know that if I was on that podcast, I know it, I know people would really, it would be very controversial. It would probably be a pretty heated debate from the other side. And that would blow up my channel, man. I mean, just being on there would blow up my channel, but yeah. especially a good juicy debate. I just have to get in touch with him, you know, and he has no idea who the hell I am. I emailed, I sent some emails to his managers or whatever, but mm-hmm. uh, no response. So I'm trying to figure out how I can do that. And then do you know yeah. Patrick, but David, he's, I think I'm he's trying also- to get on his show. I, I was just thinking like in the back of my mind, if you could get on his podcast too, because he has one. Dude, I'm a huge fan of Valuetainment. Yeah. I was actually just at his conference ticket. It was like the vault conference in Miami. Oh, you were the vault? Yeah, it was crazy. I should have gone. I was going to go and I didn't go in the end. I'm trying to, I was talking to, um, oh my God, what's his name again? Not Mario, the other guy, the finance guy, Sosnick, Adam Sosnick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I DM, I spoke, I spoke to him back and forth a couple of times. He told me to come up to Boca. I told, I wanted him to come to my, to my apartment and do it by me. Mm-hmm. He wasn't really responsive about that. Then I agreed to come up and he just hasn't been so responsive lately. So I'm going to keep in touch with him. And then Mario is his other guy, you know, the entrepreneur. Yeah. yeah. And I spoke to him a little bit too. I'm trying to get them on. I might even go down to, if I can get to the Valley team and studio yeah. and meet Patrick. Well, he's I would actually, want to do actually in Miami right now. I think, yeah, he just moved. So he's probably like not super far. He's in Fort Lauderdale. He's very close yeah. to me. He lives yeah. in some massive house. Well, he was in Texas, right? So like he was, it's a lot closer. He's been all life. over. He's been yeah. all over. He's lived in Cali, Texas, uh, yeah. I think New York as well. He's in Florida now. Huge fan of Patrick, man. Really, yeah. really like the guy. Yeah, but I think um, you got him on like your podcast, or he got or he got you on his, or like even just with you know Sauce and your buddies. Like you kind of connected with him, and then right. let's say Adam's like, you know, Patrick, like this guy's you know super knowledgeable on this topic. I think they've even had people call in on the podcast, just nobody's from the audience. So like there's a lot of opportunity there too. I think if you were to, I don't know. if I can again have that conversation, there's a lot of conversations I enjoy having, but yeah. I know that he's also talked about that. And I really, if I can get on, I'm very confident it's going to happen by the way. It's just a question of when exactly. You know what I mean, all I have, all you have to do is really meet them. And if you can provide value, then you're golden. I just have to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's the story. 
Awesome. Yeah, man. So there's uh, I really appreciate all the nuggets. Anything, uh, anything else you wanted to, to share while we're here? Um, I mean, I think you dropped a ton of good nuggets too, just with like the consistency, like even with just like young entrepreneurs, like they get started and they kind of like drop off after like a few months because they don't see results. But I think one of the main things is just, you know, keeping consistent, like staying the course, like for a good amount of time until you start seeing results. Because like you said, it's really just like one video, one opportunity that's going to completely shift things. So I think as long as you're consistent, putting in the reps, you know, grinding, you're going to find success sooner or later because it's when you know, success is, or luck is when uh, opportunity meets um, preparation. So I think that's one of the biggest things you've said in this podcast. I appreciate that, man. It's, I'm so, I feel that I can taste it. I really can. I really, really can. It's just very, it's very difficult when you don't know when it's going to happen. But I think it's just constantly grabbing opportunities, being, being patient, but also being very quick, to make decisions in, in a good way, you know, being quick thinking, being ready to jump in the water, being ready to make that decision. If you see an, if I see an opportunity to have somebody on, to have a conversation with someone, to shake hands with someone, I, I have to move. I take it, yeah. and that's really what I, you know, quick action, but being patient and understanding that it very well might take a lot longer than you hope it will. Exactly. So that's what I'm getting at. But yeah, look, dude, thank you so much for coming on again. It was an absolute pleasure. I know I ended up doing a nice <laughs> amount of the talking, but I just had like this, this is really a, a great topic. I haven't yeah. really, I haven't spoken to anyone on my podcast about this in particular, other than that, the the YouTube, other guy who has a YouTube channel, but he doesn't do this for a living. So yeah, very helpful. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate the opportunity as well. It's been super great talking to you. And I think if you have any questions, you know, feel free to reach out and keep me updated on everything too. Cause I think, like you said, it's just that one, you know, little opportunity or video for it to go viral and then everything changes. So as long as you stay in the course, I think it'll, it'll get there. Absolutely. Thank you. Okay, Joe, guys, make sure to subscribe, like, and share again, check out uh, Joe's content. I'm going to be, I'm going to be posting it. Check out his, uh, his Instagram page. Are you on everything else as well? TikTok and um, not really. I like to stay focused on one platform. So okay. Instagram is definitely the best way to find me at real Joe McCarthy. Gotcha. Okay. So I'm going to literally drop the picture of the Instagram page. Okay, guys, thanks again for, for watching. Joe, thanks again for coming. Until next time. Awesome. Appreciate it.